Wardcast episode 264. After a long road finally behind us, we have arrived to our final destination. The best games played, otherwise known as the BGPs, otherwise otherwise known as the big ups. Um, big ups to these games. Big ups big all ups, around. Big ups to the games. Big ups to us. Uh, I'm Dil Alvento, and I'm oh, I'm joined by Alex Damrath. Hey, hey, how's it going? Good, going well. It's good to be back. It's, it's nice good to have to you back. Be in this chair. And uh, talking about more of these really cool games. Yeah, you only sit in that chair when it when it's podcast recording time. Exactly. Yeah. Otherwise, it sits there in the corner. It's it's been alone, you know, alone and cold a lot yeah. this year. It's been nice. It's been nice to come back and talk video games. <laughs> yeah, you warmed it up with your butt these past mm-hmm. couple weeks. Oh yeah, it's been and... been a successful warming. Of the podcast chair. <laughs> what do we... <laughs> What's our process this year, Dylan? Uh, same as it ever was. We're going to uh, list out all the games that we were super excited about. Um, and then one by one, eliminate them until we have only 10 games remaining. And those will be our best games played of 2021. Um, first, let me... I know you already have our our Google Doc open, our Google Sheets Doc open, but let me go ahead and share my screen just so in case I make some sort of motion to something, you can you can see it. Uh, can you see my screen? I can indeed. Okay, let me... Quality podcast content. Yeah, everyone loves when you do... Uh, production stuff on the recording (laughs) all right well so these past three episodes we've been talking about our uh our favorite games played our best games played in fact and uh just to remind the folks that what we've been talking about if you haven't been listening to the previous recordings we're gonna go ahead and and run down our list one more time alex you want to hit us with uh your top 10 first oh absolutely i have the Kid A Amnesia Exhibition, uh, Cruelty Squad, Before Your Eyes, Guilty Gear Strive, Monster Hunter Rise, Metroid Dread, Inscription, Outer Wilds, Echoes of the Eye, Death Loop, and Resident Evil 8, otherwise known as Resident Evil Village. Yeah, I need to change that. Get this 8 out of here. There's no 8 in the title. Village. I, there's kind of an 8 in a title. I mean, it's, oh, it's true. implied. It's, it's actually not even... How's that? <laughs> yeah, there Cap- you go. <laughs> uh, wait, no, I, I, capital, I capitalized the, the L's. Capital V-I. Capital V-I. No, the L's are capitalized, too, because it's like the vertical lines in the L's or what's oh, like covered different, right? right? Yes, okay. Yeah. All right, well, we're keeping lowercase. Sure, yeah. It's that. That's what they do for some reason. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, like L is a different Roman numeral. I think that's fifty. Yeah, I, I was more or less saying it's it's funny that 
it, it is both Resident Evil Village and Resident Evil 8. Uh, and, and it is like explicitly written out that way. Yep. Um, cool logo cool. when I think well, about those, it. Yeah. Those are your, uh, those are your top 10. Um, I'm going to go over my top 10. But first, Alex, I need to issue a correction because I completely forgot about one of the games I played this year that I really enjoyed, and that was Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. So I'm going to go ahead and make that my uh, number 10 favorite game this year. What? Oh, and so that's going to go ahead and knock out uh, Pac-Man 99. No, not Tetris 99. No one likes Tetris 99. Oh, sorry. (laughs) I I was pretty sure I was right there when I said that, honestly. But (laughs) no, Pac-Man 99 no longer on my list. So going from the bottom to the top, we have Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury, Hitman 3, Splitgate, Deathloop, Hole Down, Halo Infinite, Knockout City, New Pokemon Snap, Adios, and Paper Mario colon the Origami King. And those are our those are our both of our top ten games. Um, I have now migrated over to this other tab on this Google Sheets document where we have our all of our games combined together. I have uh, for Alex's um benefit i highlighted them they're color-coded red is red or mine orange orange is yellow or yours um just so we know there's only two of us this year which is probably the smallest we've ever had for best games played so um that's true what we normally do is we ask people uh we ask the host to kind of go around and select games they think should be eliminated and then we talk about them for a little bit and determine if the group agrees with uh with that cuttage or not and we just kind of you know it's 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 a it's a loosey-goosey process it's not like super stringent in that like you know alex if you for instance had a different way you'd prefer about doing things we could do that but this is the, the old the old standby the old yeah the old regular process it but at works. some point it creates a flow it's just yeah. gonna be more of a direct one-on-one debate Exactly. So to that end, I'm going to request at the beginning of this, you can't eliminate your own games. Ah. You got to eliminate mm. games that aren't yours. At least okay. for a little bit until until this this list gets a little uh thinner. We have 19 games here, I believe. Yeah. Uh and so we got to we got to whittle that down to 10. So 9 got to go. Nine gotta go. Um, once again, here's here's the final list of games in no particular order except alphabetical. Uh, Adios, Before Your Eyes, Cruelty Squad, Deathloop, Guilty Gear Strive, Halo Infinite, Hitman 3, Hold Down, Inscription, Kid... Again, is this Kid... How do you pronounce it? Kid Amnesia <laughs> Exhibition? I've been saying Kid A Amnesia exhibition go ahead and go with that kid a amnesia exhibition knockout city metroid dread monster hunter rise new pokemon snap outer wilds echoes of the eye paper mario the origami king resident evil village otherwise that here too resident evil 8 uh no one calls it that split (laughs) gate 
and Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. All right. So, Alex, what say you make the first cut? All right. Uh, I I actually have something here. I have a thought. I have an opener. Okay. Pick opening salvo. Yes. Uh, Dylan, my friends, pick between Halo or Splitgate. He's speechless. Well, that's easy. That's uh, go ahead and cut Splitgate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, Splitgate's on my list for no other reason that it was the Halo before Halo this year. And, um, you know, you go where your friends go, right? When you play multiplayer games. Yeah, if yeah. If your friends gravitate to a certain game, you, you go there. And it's fun. If there's a, a free new Halo out, like, yeah. That's where you go. Yeah. If there's a Halo with portals, I'll play it for a little bit, and I enjoyed my time with Splitgate. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's um, I think I think the things that are not in its favor are how sometimes you can kind of ignore the use of portals sometimes, and how people just mm. you know it just turns into regular Halo Slayer at that point if you do that. Um, but that's not always the case, and yeah. I'm I'm curious what the player base is like now that Halo is out. I wonder if it's atrophied to such an extent that they they might be sweating, or if it still has a healthy healthy online scene. It's always going to have those people that are like really really good at it, right? Who have just like yeah. dedicated their life to Splitgate. Um, does Splitgate have like a pro league yet? Is there Splitgate I, esports out there? I have no idea. I have I'm not very clear on like dev you know developer size for that team or if they have like a publisher because like an esports initiative i would assume is like quite a quite an undertaking yeah you would think so we'll see i don't know um always willing to go back but yeah split gate i have no problems cutting that (laughs) all right my turn my turn alex alex every year you try to sneak a fast one by me (laughs) And it's only succeeded once, and never again shall a monster hunter grace this list. Wow. Okay. Is that that what we're doing? You know, this will only strengthen my resolve to to throw it in next year when we get Sunbreak. Buh. You know, like like Buh. Monster Hunter Sunrise. Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak is only going to be better. Monster Hunter Rise. It's going to be a stronger contender. It's not. It's still Monster you're, Hunter. You're, you're, you're cutting down the, the Hydra head and like, you know, there's, there's going to be a, a stronger one at its place. That's how that saying goes. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not hearing a no here. I, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying is I think it's probably fine. You can get rid of it. It's, it's just going to come back. It's going to bite you in the butt. I... I just, I just don't get it. I don't. <laughs> it's yeah. We've been over this. We know you don't get I, it. <laughs> I, just, I just don't get it. I just, it's a, a, a fantasy world you live in, where Monster Hunter's good. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a, it's a cushy fantasy, surrounded by, by, by pillows and and hot chocolate, good friends, good times. Big fan of this fantasy. I'm, I'm mm, so stick good. With it. 
It's so tasty. <laughs> All right, Alex, cut a game. All right, well, this is Any going game. fast. Uh, yeah. Man. All right, you know what? I feel like in the end, I didn't really care for Knockout City that much. Hmm. Hmm. I'm not, I'm not willing to see it make a top 10. Hmm. It's a good game. Hmm. Fell off hmm. at hard. <laughs> yeah, but was that Knockout City's fault? Yeah, I think so. Because <laughs> hmm. there's good multiplayer games that I still play, right? From this year. Like, I still play. I was literally playing Guilty Gear Strive before this started. Uh, I was playing Halo the other day, right? Like, there's there's good multiplayer games on this list that I stuck with, and that is not one of them. Okay. All right. I'm going to reluctantly put Knockout City over here in the cut pile just because I'm looking at the other games I still have on my side and I think for most of them, maybe not all of them, but most of them, I think I would rather fight for than Knockout City. So it's done. That's, it's gone. That's the strategy, right? You gotta, <laughs> you gotta hit the, the big one. <laughs> yeah, you gotta pick your battles. <laughs> right. All right, my turn. Okay. All right. Well, if you're gonna cut Knockout City, I'm gonna cut Guilty Gear Strive. Man, see now this one. I, I, you don't even know. You don't even know how good this you game is. You don't even know. <laughs> but you literally don't know. Because I don't. you're all like, ugh, fighting games. So yeah. it's like, how do, how do I even begin to describe to you how good this game is? How, how do I break it down? Like, I was even trying, I was, I was fighting, not very hard, for that game to have like a GIF in the write ups. Uh, because like in motion, it's just one of the most spectacular things, this game. And, mm-hmm. and you're just like, if you don't experience it, if you, if you're not there, right. How do you know? How can you, how can you understand just how good of a fighting game this is? I'm sure it's a fine fighting game, but at the end of the day, it's still a fighting game. And I don't think, I just straight up don't think that hangs on this list. If this list represents the both of us i think I, I think a fighting game has a very hard time of of making this list it upsets me that you will never know the smell of the game <laughs> wow it's it's you know that that man that's I, that's tough i have fight i have fighting game anosmia i can't help it <laughs> it's gone uh, fine it's gone move it get it out of here all right, 15 games it. left. Yeah, wow, that was fast. We kind of we're, we're kind of breezing through these. I I feel like I should just say that after I talked so much about Guilty Gear Strive the other day, I just got to thinking more about like, man, that's such a good game. And I like I kind of got back into it recently, and I've been like practicing more combos. I was listening to the soundtrack on the way to work one day. It's just such a finely made game, Guilty Gear Strive. And, I mean, and yeah, fair, I hear nothing but know? great. Yeah, 
top 10 that, that that is about both of us sure you know that's it's only like a 50 percent match but it's uh such a I, stellar piece of work i tried giving dragon ball fighters a try and i didn't dislike it i think it was more like was i playing it on switch it was i think it was more so the way the demo was structured because they have mm. that ridiculous i remember hearing about i think in the beta for guilty gear strive people hated the lobby system because it was like weirdly diegetic it's like you had to like yeah. run around like a little overworld and it's a it was thing just that like, i really like actually but but they still have that right in the in the in the full release it's just like a little more it gets you to the actual gameplay quicker or something. It's a bit smaller, yeah. I don't know if it's like a whole overworld, but it's like a house. Like you, I create a private lobby, and it is like a two D game suddenly, where you can like jump. It's like a platformer where you get to move around, jump. Uh, you get to customize your little avatar, and there's like podiums um, because it's like based on whatever the max amount of people you can allow in your lobby is, right? Um, so for if you allow eight people, then there's always going to be four podiums. So everyone can be fighting and you go up to a podium and you like stand next to it and your character's like, I'm looking for a match. And then a person can platformer with their way up to you and, and be like, I'll play, I'll play you. And it's like the closest approximation to a, an arcade in real life. Right. Cause you can also go up to a podium where there's a match currently happening and be like, I got next you know and uh it's a it's actually a cool system i really really like it and there's like a lot of um uh, uh progression initiative uh going on there which is interesting for a fighting game well not new right lots of fighting games have tried different means for this but instead of it being like accessories for your characters because the characters are the whole deal uh they are accessories for your little avatar so you can change your guy and and give him new outfits um new colors new hats uh there's like you get a weapon as your little avatar a little thing you can like swing about and uh in between battles you can like comically wave it at people and like their avatars will react and you have little little platformer buddy uh uh battles and so you can get like different ones of those uh i haven't switched off like one of the default ones you can get is just like a stick um like like straight off a tree with like a leaf still attached to it i was like that is adorable i don't think i'm ever changing this (laughs) uh it's it's a it's a cool system um i also like their their ranking thing which is like uh you're given it's a tier list of like one through ten with ten being the best and how it works is you can always go up you can change your floor right if you're a tier five player then you can go down to tier four and you can fight players that are like worse than you but you'll like have a warning above you for other players that are like hey this guy's going to be a tougher opponent than other people in this lobby uh and if they beat you then they earn points towards ascending their tier right but if you beat them you get nothing um if you you can go a tier above if you're a tier five you can go to the, the sixth floor and you can fight people there and uh, i think here it's like not shown um that you're weaker but like it'll still be a huge boon if you win any of the matches in there a, a big ups to your um <laughs> your number and so then you get to if you get to floor 10 uh you like earn points towards being able to challenge heaven 
which is the 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 like professional tier basically yeah. the, the best of the and, best players attack and dethrone god right exactly <laughs> uh uh if you it's it like costs points to be able to challenge heaven so that's like that's what you hang around tier 10 for is to like build points to be able to to break into that tier the heaven tier um and and getting into it i don't know exactly what it entails to be honest mm. i haven't okay. gotten anywhere near that i think I'm, my max has been like floor seven um well and- alex i've already cut the game I know, I know. I just these are things that I didn't get a chance to mention, and I I would like to say, Guilty Your Strive is great. Just just an excellent, excellent game. An excellent Vidya game. Yes. All right. Cut another Vidya game. <laughs> oh no! It's my turn. Hmm. Um. Well, Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury feels like a latecomer. It is. Uh, <laughs> I did. I did. I did really enjoy. It. I played it earlier this year, but um, yeah, I feel like. I mean, it's Super Mario 3D World, which if you had a Wii U, you probably played it because like one of the five games that came out on that system. Um, and then they have this additional thing called Bowser's Fury, which is like kind of like. It feels almost like a proof of concept of what they want to do with Mario going forward. Yeah. Be- because it is very much Breath of the Wild Mario. Because you look at something like Odyssey, which is a Mario game I really enjoy. And Odyssey obviously has these very large kind of puzzle boxy feeling worlds where you like, you, you know, you, you're poking and prodding them and trying to find all the, the power moons. And I actually really like the level design of odyssey yeah, and then right. i think odyssey so, is is outstanding yeah and, and then bowser's fury kind of goes in this other direction where okay imagine you had a kind of playground the size of an odyssey map um in total like a single one and then within that you have almost kind of discrete levels but they're not really levels so they're like little islands that you kind of go into and they're still part of the overworld. Like you, like you can leave them at any time, but they kind of treat them as every individual Island has their own challenges and kind of like a, you know, super Mario 64, super Mario galaxy, super Mario sunshine esque, like uh, power star kind of lineage thing where it's like, okay, like you, there's like a little gate in front of each one and you like walk through it and it tells you, it's like, all right, this is the challenge you're currently on. And it's like, you know, the act one, two, three, four, whatever of the old style 3d Mario's where it's like, all right, first act, get this. And they're not, they're not power stars. Uh, and they're not shine sprites and they're not power moons. They are cat shines. Um, and they are these hideous icons of like this, like, (laughs) bright mario red cat with like gold trim on it and it's like a shine sprite mixed with a cat because they're still using this the mario 3d world cat motif and mixing that in now, um, now i genuinely liked these icons i i think they're tedious i think they're <laughs> some of the ugliest the ugliest part of that game um but like it it, it feels like in a springboard of experimentation to like what they want to do later. And they were kind of like, Hey, instead of, you know, 
getting rid of all this work why don't we polish it up and package it with 3d world so it you know there's a people have a reason to buy 3d world again for the switch <laughs> yeah and it's it's cool um it it doesn't have that level of polish that mario odyssey had it i think it's very much using i don't know if it's the engine or like cortec or whatever you would describe it as but it, it feels like it's using the technology the development tools that they use for 3d world like hmm. his like mario's kind of toolkit feels it almost feels like and i know i'm kind of like shooting myself in the foot by saying this but it almost feels like a back step in such a way because it doesn't feel as fluid as it felt in odyssey like it feels like that more you know the the you can't do the thing where like you do a long jump by like holding the shoulder button hitting hitting the jump button while you're running like you yeah. can do that i mean that's been a staple since 64 you can do that but like i think when you land it in bowser's fury there's kind of like uh kind of like a brief pause or something like it doesn't have that like fluidness of odyssey where it's like you do a long jump and then mario sticks the landing and then he like puts his arms out and kind of like you know to to stabilize himself because he's going so fast and he's still running and then if you let off the stick there's like a little bit of momentum with him like it, i don't think it has that but again it's been a while since i've touched it i think where this game shines uh is not in the shine sprites but is in the level of experimentation like they let themselves they excuse themselves with the lack of polish by saying we're gonna we're gonna experiment we're gonna we're going to get interesting with it. And I think, and then you also have your fucking Kaiju Bowser boss battles and, and whatever. Yeah. And those are, those are fun. Um, but I don't think that's the reason it is interesting. Cause it, it kind of adds like a, I don't know if you would not like a roguelike element, but like a kind of almost like a Maso core kind of element to it where like, when Bowser triggers, I forget what they call him. I think they call him like, maybe they call him Fury Bowser or something, but like, you know, he's a big kaiju form. He's kind of like covered in like Super Mario Sunshine-esque sludge. Um, and when he rises out of this pool of sludge in the middle of the map, he starts like, it, it changes the map. So while, um, while he is like hurling fireballs and like laser beams and whatever at you, like there are like, platforms that show up that aren't normally in the map um and also it's raining so i think that might change like how you run like it might make you a little slippier and stuff sure um and uh yeah and and when you get a cat shine it it uh despawns him except until you get into the late game where that no longer works so you have to get like the final half a dozen or so cat sprites while dealing with this challenge of bowser being there and he like appears more frequently and stuff in the late game um all that to say i would like to keep it but again i feel like there are other games i would fight harder for maybe i don't know i'm gonna move it i'm gonna move it over into the cut for now okay did these none of these are gone they're all still here they're, they're with here. us they're, they're with us they're not out of play they're just in the graveyard yeah 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 I play Prod of Greed. <laughs> uh, right. Okay. I'm going to cut cool. it. It's neat to think of like Nintendo trying something a little different. It's also funny that you bring up, you know, it's Breath of the Wildiness. 
Yeah. Um, because that seems to be like a direction the entire games industry is starting to take. Yeah. Uh, in a very strange way. Um, yeah, well, you got to think about it. We're four years out from Breath of the Wild coming out, right? Yeah. And like, what is the average development length of a of a triple a game it's going to be about that long if not a little bit longer mm-hmm. um and so this is when you're going to start like you know you you have halo infinite and you have that that kirby game that's coming out i feel like immortals uh, phoenix sonic. rising the sonic frontiers um yeah. i think a lot of people so many people were inspired by breath of the wild and like saw the potential and what it was yeah. doing and, and this is to say it's not like you know, Breath of the Wild invented open world games, but it did come up with like several, I guess, I want I would say innovations within that space. And that's what yeah. that's what got people excited. That's what's got studios excited and they kind of want to like try bringing that in. I mean, I think it's yeah. Yeah, I think it's that particular style of emergent gameplay in open world because like interesting open world traversal emergent yeah. gameplay and i would go as far as to say is the vibe as well um like breath of the wild's post-apocalyptic dread um that's kind of like a thin layer over everything else seems present in just about all of these sure um, yeah sonic frontiers kind of has like cloudy skies and and darker grass than than i am familiar with in a sonic game um that kirby game is straight up set in like a, a broken rundown mall uh, or at least that's the footage we've seen so far. It's not to say that's the entire game, but um, just that initially the vibe already there is is kind of like what and and yeah. Now we've got Halo Infinite being set on like a broken Halo ring after like post conflict, right? Yeah, it's it's sort of odd how they're also basically all of them are also borrowing that motif, uh, not yeah. just mechanical but like thematic. Yeah, I hope I hope people I hope devs are smart about that and don't just take it oh always adapt that because like i mean i don't think i don't think every every uh breath of the wild inspired open world game needs to have like needs to be in like a beautiful apocalypse right it doesn't need that yeah. like air of dystopia um but that's interesting that you're right it does it does seem to have that um but yeah i think i think we are we are slowly exiting the era of the Ubisoft inspired open world game that was probably like <laughs> at its peak. Probably the Far Cry, Cry 3. No. <laughs> Far Cry 3. Uh, Let's compromise maybe, and say Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon. Sure. Or, or, <laughs> or one of the Assassin's Creed games, right? Like I, the, I, the cl- I'm more inclined to say Blood Dragon, but sure. Yeah. Um, just the if, climb, if that's what you, climb that tower tea, thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, all right. Now we got, we're all very excited for Breath of the Wild 2. Yes. <laughs> we're uh, all, all very excited for Sonic of the Wild. No, no one's excited for it. There's the, the, the Sonic cycle begins anew. Every time <laughs> people fall for this shit, they get excited this about looks fucking like it Sonic could be good. game. <laughs> <sighs> Just fucking suckers. Um, all right, I'm going to cut, I'm going to cut. You know what? You know what? You know what? You know what? What? You know what? You know what? What? You know what? You know what? Yeah. I don't like Outer Wilds. Cut it. Cut it. That's okay. I I saw that one coming from like a mile away. I and and it can't be 
you know, I am fuzzy on all of our rules, I guess, but uh, the the idea that I I know we have a a clause about games not making it onto the list twice, and sure, Outer Wilds was already on a list. Uh-huh. Um, does a DLC count as the same game or a different game? That's a little up in the air. Um, yeah, I, I was be, already. I wouldn't be a huge stickler about that. I think it's more so that I don't want to see any more Outer Wilds. <laughs> <laughs> my 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 point here is I was prepared for this and I was I was already fine with it. Much like playing through Outer Wilds prepares you for go. the stages of grief. Uh huh. Um, um. I was I was well past acceptance at this point. Um, and <laughs> all that to say, uh, everything that I did say about Echoes of the Eye still rings true. Um, that is a beautiful expansion to a beautiful game, and it is not a complete experience without it, I'd say. Um, if you're going to play Outer Wilds, go ahead and buy that DLC too. It's, it's a big deal. It's great. Fantastic addition. All right. Uh okay. So we have remaining 13 games. Uh of mine we have 1 2 3 4 5 6 games left. Of yours we have 1 2 3 4 5 6 games left and then there's Deathloop which we both put on our lists. So yeah. I'm going to say this, Alex. Um and don't feel forced to like I scaring me. Of of the games left on my side, I would say I have two left that I am comfortable with you cutting. Okay. Let me let me see if if you can determine which two. <laughs> okay. Um or at the very least, yeah, pick your one and let's see if it's if it's I, going to be one I'm gonna start fighting for or not. All right. I, I, I feel like there's a formality we should get out of the way here. Um, and it's something that you, you just briefly mentioned here. Sure. Uh, but I, I'm, wait, I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do what I think you're going to say. And let me see if you if this is what you meant. Yeah, that was it. Okay. <laughs> I, I moved Deathloop over to the keep column. Yeah. Because that keep. was on both of our lists. We both like Deathloop. It's fine. No. <laughs> it's pretty good. I still it's need pretty to good. It. It's pretty good i like Deathloop a lot and i you know it, it deserves deserves a spot finally a good arcane game <laughs> wow still haven't played prey for some reason uh, i've played prey i've played a little bit of prey you played a little bit of prey oh okay yeah i played the demo okay okay all right play a little prey you've you've done a little prey uh all right, well, I'm going to guess hold down. Yeah, that's one of them that I'd yeah. be okay with you cutting. I, um, okay, so I need to ask, because you're normally a stickler for this kind of thing, and I don't know if this was like an indication of the fact that uh, you were cool with cutting it, or or if this is genuinely how this title is done. Is it always not capitalized? I'm pretty sure it's always lowercase. Hold down. Yeah, hold down. Lowercase, hold down. Okay, but the logo is all caps. So now I'm confused. Hmm. I don't normally go by that. Most of the time I go by this. I don't know. It's tricky because like the Outer Wilds thing, 
they use a hyphen and not a colon. And then on Polygon for oh, their interesting. game of the year, they use a colon. They use a colon when they were talking about the Outer Wilds expansion. Because usually yeah, people I, use colons when they're like using subtitles for some reason. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know. All lowercase bothers me less than all uppercase. Like yeah. the kid a amnesia <laughs> thing. Um, just because it's so loud. But I, I, I would say the opposite because all lowercase is like saying your game is not important, which is why <laughs> that was like sticking out to me as as a as a. Well, OK, that's cool. We can get rid of that one. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, we can get rid of that one. I really like hold down. Like I said, it's probably the only mobile game I play anymore. Um, uh, it's just it, it's it's got the the right amount of stickiness you can and where you can play it get into a really quick flow state then stop what you're doing and go do something else and not worry about like losing progress or anything because it like it's really good about saving all your progress uh even if you're like mid turn but uh yeah we don't have to we don't have to keep hold down i think i don't know i feel like mobile games have a really hard time on our list they do well we got brawl stars one year that was on top 10 that wasn't really yeah okay well it was on a those on a honorables wow okay uh the only i the only one that comes to mind is that fucking crane game you and will oh, shut up about. UFO. yeah yeah it's a good game oh i put florence on there okay all right yeah i was gonna say i feel like we definitely have some some uh some mobile games we're not we're not mobile game shy yeah just it's not a lot mm-hmm. um all right hold down it's gone all right well if we're gonna be sticklers for capitalization <laughs> i'm gonna go ahead and say we should cut kid amnesia exhibit that's that's fine i it, it's it's a tough world out there for art museum games which are like i don't want to say a dime a dozen but you know not uncommon and and kind of all very similar and i think it speaks to um not you know i don't want to say i don't want to attribute the whole thing to the band obviously because there's a a pretty large team of devs behind this project but yeah uh uh it, it speaks to all of them that this is something a little more than those and just you know it, it tried to be special in every possible avenue and, and it, but it, I will also fully admit it's largely a nostalgia thing for me, right? If we're going to go back to the argument that we had for Guilty Gear, then that fully applies to this as well. You don't have mm-hmm. a whole lot of space in your heart for Radiohead as much as I do. And, and my, that, my cold, cold heart. <laughs> uh, so um, I'm okay with that. That okay. is... Man, I, I just a lot of music in there that warms my heart and uh a lot of a lot of cool experiences with that that I wasn't expecting to have. But that's fine. It's not a it's it's you'll, ju- you'll just hold it against me forever. It's fine. Yeah, that's fine. That's I'll that's exactly what I'll do. Uh, Dylan, I have made a startling realization. Mm-hmm. If we cut one more, we won't have to cut any more um you are correct (laughs) this is this is strange (laughs) yeah um which is funny because i think there are some 
I don't know. We're gonna we we might have to uh, re-examine this list. <laughs> I think you were like you were saying. This is sort of a an issue where it is just us two this year. Yeah, and we are sort of bleeding the content barrel <laughs> a little dry. Uh huh. Oh well. You, well, what are hmm. you thinking for the next one? Here's the thing. Because there's one on my list that I super want to get rid of. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. I am between Pokemon Snap and Audios. Oh, no. I don't want to get rid of either of those. Okay. So you're thinking of Hitman 3. I'm thinking of Hitman 3. <laughs> okay. Well. I don't, wa- I don't want Hitman 3. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I will say the Pokemon Snap and Audios to me where the last things on your list that didn't matter to me as much. But I will also concede that Hitman has made the list already. Yeah. Not its conclusion, but two-thirds of that collective trilogy have have braced the pantheon. I just uh, think that the overarching story in Hitman just didn't do it for me. I think the stories within the missions themselves are far more interesting than what was going on with all the double crossing and the espionage and whatever. That is extremely true. Like, yeah, hard agree. Um, it is tough to find an argument for that landing. It, it didn't quite stick. It uh, felt... A, like a little rushed, B, a little too predictable. Um, but that said, the levels in it are, are top notch. I mean, yeah. it's it's as good as anything else Hitman that we've had so far. I was I was reminiscing about how much I like the German uh club scene or level because not even not even just the level itself, which the level is really good, like very tight, uh like a lot of different ingresses and egresses like getting in is kind of a challenge and there's a lot of uh uh kind of um areas you're not usually permitted into and so there's a lot of like swapping in and out of costumes but even like that vignette of starting up the road at the gas station and kind of like doing that and kind of like you know the the dramatic irony of what you already know about the story and uh burnwood's kind of betrayal Mm-hmm. And the the slow dawning on Agent Forty Seven, like I like that, and then he has to like go through the woods and take out all the agents from whatever the fucking Illuminati group was called. Yeah, uh, and then go into the bar or go into the nightclub, and then the nightclub, like I believe in that level, you don't know who the targets are at first. Like you actually right. have to go and discover the targets and then take them out. So it's it's much different, much more different than most of those hitman levels are that's a really cool one uh i was gonna talk about um the 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 cyberpunk level and this is also me realizing we are continuing last year's tradition of what is our favorite hitman level for the year (laughs) um i i think uh the cyberpunk level has a really interesting thing to it that isn't picked up on quite as quickly um whereas it's like the longest that game has you wait for for the the story opening right and there's so many fake outs in between or rather like moments that are like if i were a better player i could take this opportunity but i don't know if i am and i want to see where this goes 
like the amount of times when you're disguising yourself as the patient or, or like the guinea pig for that one experiment and you are like just waiting for the right moment to to like sabotage that thing and and you know fry that guy's brain and there's like a bit where he's just like hold on i have to go walk away and do something else first and then you have to like time it in between that and like when that other woman shows up to like watch the experiment happen i think she's like the other target and you're in the entire time it's it's very stressful in a way that game hasn't quite tapped into before where you're not sure if like I can, you know, could I leave now and have like a quick and, and like get this done sooner? Um, could I just shoot her as soon as she walks in, but like miss my chance at like, you know, doing the whole story beat. Uh, it's, it's funny how well that level plays with you. So when you say the cyberpunk level, do you mean the China level? I can't remember if it's China or South Korea, but it's like the experiment, right? Where he's trying to learn how to... He's trying to create a device that like controls someone mentally, like telepathically. Okay. That's not the one I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of the one where you have to like... It's like a... Uh, whatever agency they work for. Like it's like a hidden facility and you have to like... There's like a database in there. So that's Hitman 1. But yeah, that's the hospital in China. No, 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 no. Or no, Japan. No, no, no. That's not the one I'm thinking of. Okay. Um, I'm thinking of the one where it's like a giant, it's like a giant cold room. It's like a pillar in the middle of the room and you have to go in there. But like you start on the, on the top side and you have to like worm your way down through like a bunch of different levels of security and then hack into that mainframe to get like a list of, I think, targets or other like sleeper agents or something like that. And then the, the place goes into lockdown and you have to get your way out. And there's like a method of killing someone that involves luring them into that big central room and then like turning on the, the yes yes the, the combustion system or something right like the sanitization yeah okay was that three I'm pretty sure that's three okay they all mesh together though they so are, it's hard they to are tell. kind of blurring uh, Dubai was really really good um, Dubai's just, cool not just because of like the methods that it offers you story wise because you have like the exploding golf ball you have the um, like the skydiving uh you can trap them in the room with the tv screen to give them like one last you know like you know this is this is revenge message before you you just off them i also like that the speed run for that level literally takes two seconds because they're like visible at the start and the speed run is just you walk in and you like aim up at the balcony and you shoot both of them and you leave and you like turn around (laughs) it's pretty Uh, good yeah um Man, I props to Hitman for creating such a solid I god, like over those three games, which I think at this point you can probably buy as a bundle for about the same as like one game. That's so much Hitman. And it's and a lot, it's a lot so, of content. It's so well done. It's a lot of content. It's a lot of bang for your buck. Um I, I think we said this exact thing back when it was two games, but it's just like Hitman is so very, very worth it. And I think they're adding more levels to three. I think they yep. announced that recently. Because uh, so. one and two both got, I believe, each two bonus levels. Um, so three is going to get its two bonus levels as well. And I think they mentioned something about the elusive target system that they're changing a little bit. So it's not like one and done. Like if right. you miss the month that Sean Connery is killable, like you can't <laughs> ever kill him again. Sean Bean. 
Yeah, Sean Bean. Yeah. Well, we succeeded <laughs> in killing Sean Connery. Right. So. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Rest in peace, Sean Connery. Um, or not. You hit women. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's like... Uh, yeah, I think it's the elusive target arcade is what that's becoming, mm. which is going to be more of like a every week or so, um, every, every day or every week, it's going to be a different elusive target from their long running line of elusive target missions, uh, which is cool. Um, I wonder if it's going to work the same way as it did before where you have like one shot at them and if you fail, you can't do it again until I guess they come back into the rotation or if it's just going to be do as yeah. many times as you like. Um, but it, it is, I think part of the reason they have so much content is because they've built such a great sandbox for like tweaking, right? Yeah. Um, they could change anything about it very easily, very quickly, um, add different items, add different uh, NPCs with different paths, different stories. And, and that's what makes the elusive target so fun. Is, is sort of the the thinking on the fly that you have to do and and you know just being able to like re-experience a, an already curated situation again in a totally different way um again that's just retreading ground but um hitman hitman it's still Hit, good hitman's real good but not good enough to be on the list sorry hitman. <laughs> <laughs> it already was uh you got a shot all right so currently there are nine games in the undecided list. There is one game in the keep list. That makes 10 games, Alex. But I feel like let's not count our chickens before they hatch uh, okay. as your cat breaks out of the room. Right, she fears the oncoming storm, apparently. Um, so so I have, I have, I have erased... I've erased all evidence of of whose games are whose. And so now I think How do I know what's a cut? This is I'll tell you I'll tell you which one's a cut. All right. Okay. So you want to cut that Resident Evil Village one, right? Wanna, oh, but I really uh, like that one. You sure? Mm, you sure that's yeah, one? I, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm pretty well. sure. <laughs> yeah. Mm, well, mm. So I think now let's uh let's 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 start migrating some over to the keep. I don't think we should just just keep all of these just at the ready. Let's uh let's uh make let's some see if they're some, worth it. Let's make some choices first. Um, so you went you last, want... right? Uh, yeah. I was trying to guess which one you were cool with cutting. <laughs> um, right, because it was Hitman. Right. Yes, right, 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 it right, was. Right, right. All right. So I'll start with sliding some over into the keep. To keep the keeps, the keepsies, keep, keep for keepsies, We're playing for keepsies. Remove Halo Infinite over there. All right. Now, any, any rebuttal? I am not going to stop it from making the list. I have decided. Okay. okay. Uh, wow. Previously, <laughs> how, how gracious of you. Yeah, well, previously, I was uh, fully convinced that Halo Infinite had not proved its worth yet. Uh-huh. Um, it has since done better. It's not uh, quite there yet, but it is It is working its way towards uh, a, a true masterclass. Um, folks say that campaign is some real good shit. Uh, there's There's... 
you know, um, um, aggressive nodding and thumbs up and and it's good. It's a good Cry- campaign. Cries of Halo is back, baby. Uh, echo and, across the lands. And that's <laughs> someone who is so sick of Halo campaigns. I can't stand Halo campaigns because like, you know, you got that friend group that's always like, you know, you get bored of Halo multiplayer for like an evening where it's like, let's play, some, let's play some co-op. Let's play some campaign. And I'm like, I don't fucking want to play halo campaign because you're just fucking mindlessly shooting covenant and it's never fun it's like it's it, i mean it, it hasn't it's, been fun yeah for a while i i think uh i i i can't remember how deep we got into it when i was finally playing through the campaigns did you hear about this when i finally got to play the campaigns yes yes the um, master chief collection yeah um uh uh and my opinions on one were bad my it's, opinions it's, on two were meh. Three was fine, better than those. Uh, ODST was great. Um, don't know why they haven't tried more like that since, but whatever. Uh, Reach was also fine, around three level, right? Uh, and then four was good. Four was actually really good. Probably the most mm-hmm. fun I've had with a Halo campaign yet. Uh. And and that kind of gets me excited for Infinite. I, I mean, I think Infinite already feels great, just from what I'm playing in the multiplayer. And that much for sure is probably going to translate well. I was merely upset at the time at how poor the multiplayer has been handled so far. In what way? It's... So I'm going to try and make sure that this doesn't come across as like a... <laughs> yeah. You know, free to play games for bad because put your put put your diplomacy hat on. Yeah, because <laughs> um, free to play games aren't necessarily bad, and the idea that a business model centering around a great a game that is free to try until you want to spend money on it is, in my opinion, perfectly good. Like like what that's if that's the direction that some games need to take in order to get their foot in the door, because um, they're either like too experimental uh or just like you know uh, uh looking for an audience if they're a fresh face without like a seasoned background uh the kind of thing that honestly <laughs> halo is neither of those things strikes now. me as odd with halo yeah um like it doesn't feel like it needed to do this but yeah fine what's well, the right? business model right it's like they're gonna make more money making the game free and then having charging for cosmetics and a battle pass and everything everything and that is what bothers me right because sure. it is a game that already would have made a ton of money, I think. And they didn't need to push that faith, um, which is the best word I can think of right now. Like, that, there's fans of this series. There's people willing to spend money on it. They didn't need to push that so far. They didn't need to, to as aggressively monetize this multiplayer. And... and- and not it, to ad- a- adopt the shitty argument that a lot of people take, but there's ju- a slight truth to it that you can play the game without putting any money into it. Oh, I can yeah. Underst- I mean, it is all cosmetics, but when that's like the only thing that you get out of playing the multiplayer, or rather, um, I'll, I'll put it this way. I think battle passes are kind of insidious just in concept uh the idea that 
you know, if you haven't paid money for it, like all of your progress is going to waste. And well, this is a yeah. pretty egregious case of a battle pass where it's like every time you level up, it's like, here's what you unlocked. And then I go to like, oh, cool. And I check it out. And it's like, oh, no, I haven't. Actually, I didn't spend money on this battle pass. Um, it feels bad. It feels really bad. <laughs> it felt worse a couple weeks ago when uh, at the time of this recording that you weren't getting any XP from just playing the game, right? Right. And, and, and that was the other aspect where this game has a system that keeps track of your progress, your performance. It has like a, a scoreboard. Everyone has a points system that is um, largely tied to the objective, right? Um, so holding onto the ball, getting flag captures, uh, all of that ties into how well you did compared to everyone else in that match, not just your team, but that batch. And the game does nothing with that number yeah. outside of those games, right? Outside yeah. of populate a scoreboard. And it's just like another type of KDR, basically. Yeah. Uh, uh, and ultimately, it's about these challenges, which kind of force you, if you want to progress a battle pass, to go out of your way to play differently from how you would normally play, potentially against the objective. And I, I would argue that that's not as rampant, at least anecdotally. It's never felt to have hindered my or my teammates ability to contribute to the match like there are some words i had to get five i had a get five plasma carbine kills challenge that was an absolute hindrance to my team (laughs) (laughs) well alex let me tell you if you (laughs) use one of your challenge swap tokens that you can buy for unless you don't get many unless you have bought the battle pass (laughs) yeah i'm I'm swimming in challenge swap tokens i have like 15 to my name or something Right, I did buy the paddle pass. And, I bought the and pass. it sort of feels like you know those wouldn't even be necessary if the system was just designed better. Uh, it it just sort of feels half baked and not well thought out. And I for and the saddest part is it is stapled onto the greatest feeling first person shooter I have played in a long time. Yeah, I, I, this is approaching Titanfall two levels of just a blast and a half to to jump in and play. Yeah, and I, I don't think for me the, all the battle pass um, kerfluffle is enough to like really. I mean, like, yeah, I, I have my gripes with it, but I, it's never it's never negatively affected my like like this past week they had that like sniper cosmetic or the sniper like alternate color for the ultimate challenge or whatever and stuff so i was like oh, i don't really want it so i didn't really i didn't really bother trying to force myself to get it that's sort of um, how, be- how i've been too yeah um I-, I haven't like worried too much about the cosmetics in the past now because i'm you know i've got this cool samurai armor and none of the cosmetics in that pass work with that armor which is also a weird system yeah the, like the it, armor core armor coating stuff that it's ar- armor coatings are tied to specific armor cores and not all of them or that you have to have i just think the armor core idea is dumb again it's just it's it's all very very poorly thought out it, it feels designed to wring the most amount of money out of players and that's what concerns me sure i 
and and I can't blame anyone of that. Like, I don't know where these decisions come from. If if it's a team, a committee, if it exists within three four three or within producers, publishers at Microsoft, um, well, who are I would more concerned about I, a bottom line. If I, I were to draw a line, I would assume that the mandate comes from Microsoft, right? And then almost, they probably have monetization yeah. designers or whatever um, to fulfill that mandate within 343. Yeah, that, that's it's a safe assumption. I just don't want to make that assumption since I'm not sure. Sure. Uh, it is a a tricky situation, that Halo. Um, for yeah. such a good game it, at its core, um, to make so many missteps at that stage uh, uh, is is tough. And I, will I hope say, they figure something out. <laughs> yeah. I will say, though, at the very least, they are very receptive to all yes. of that criticism. Um, um, and there were, okay, I will say this, um, not because it is anecdotal or an assumption, because this is literally kind of the the vibe that, um, was it Sketch? I can't remember his real name. Yes, yes. Um, but community manager slash, I think, gamer director. Um, he's... <laughs> slash toxic gamer liaison. <laughs> yeah. Um, there has been a, I think someone put out a a a big write-up a, a huge reddit post or maybe a twitter post but it was really long so maybe it's not twitter um that was something along the lines of you know like i have i also work in the games industry i understand this phase that this game is in um this is likely not a decision made by 343 uh your voices do you all go a long way in helping 343 sway publishers producers i.e microsoft um in trying to make changes that are better for you the players keep speaking up and and i forget what sketch said exactly but it was something it was like the verbal equivalent of like a wink and a thumbs up like like mm-hmm. you get it like that that's what we're dealing with please do keep voicing your concerns um so this is me voicing my concern halo infinite's monetization is a hot mess uh and that is why i initially thought no way not not top 10 not this year maybe next year hopefully next year but uh if that campaign is as good as everyone says sure yeah as someone like (laughs) i said as someone that does not like halo campaigns just because i think they're i mean it's the same reason i don't like destiny right it's like it's just that same kind of encounter design and i just think it's kind of stodgy and slow and it's like you know you have these interesting enemy combat design slash combat ai but it's always in like kind of maybe boring is the wrong word but i i don't know like these a lot of it's like they had this interesting idea for enemy design but they couldn't think outside of a corridor shooter and it's not literally a corridor shooter in a lot of cases like you one is but like (laughs) i mean two and two and three and reach like they i mean in odst um Mm -hmm. also to answer your previous question i think they've never made another odst because it doesn't have the master chief in it right Um, everyone was like what's this weird halo spinoff with this lame voiceless (laughs) guy like why is nathan fillion in my halo (laughs) um because he's always been in your halo damn it and i think oh can i say really quick okay, yeah sure because i i was watching a playthrough of halo 5 just because i'll never get to play halo 5 right um nathan fillion's just a spartan in that one i don't know if it's yes. the same character or a different character no it is it's buck yeah really 
Yes. Okay. So with well, good the for new him. with the new breed of Spartans, it's just like I think they just like fucking inject them with like nano machines or some shit. Like they don't have to go through this terrible cybernetic like grafting process that like Master Chief or whoever had to go through. Right. It's like way more seamless. So they could just pluck people out of like the infantry and just turn them into Spartans. And I assume his you know war record or like the the events in odst probably like boosted him up enough to justify him becoming a spartan makes sense makes sense okay well thank you for answering that question yeah that, that I, 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 lore I know question <laughs> i know very little about halo 5 myself i remember i watched it a long long time ago and i remember nothing from it uh outside the fact that luke cage is in it and Oh, I think yeah. Mark M- Mike Coulter is like I hear the it leader. Now, but yeah, yeah, okay, got it. Um, I it so yeah. So I really like the campaign in Infinite. I think I think it is my description. My pitch to people has been it is the best like Saturday morning cartoon story or like delivery. It, it it's what Halo should have been the entire it's this perfect balance of like kind of the zany wackiness of the reality when you're fighting these little you know short aliens that are like turning on two plasma grenades and running at you with them to kill you and <laughs> like there was like a voice bark i heard where one of those grunts like was doing that and he was like why am i doing this and like ran at <laughs> ran at me the clips um, of the grunts that i've seen from this game are incredible all the alien barks are fantastic. Like they're all great and they all have like good contextual stuff. Um, I, I also saw that a grunt will occasionally dab on your dead body. Perfect. Great. Uh, that but, is not a joke. That is real. <laughs> but it also has the right amount of self seriousness. And I'm going to be honest. I don't give a shit about Cortana. Like why do they keep this fucking Cortana arc like but what what's interesting about it is that I think I think Master Chief is a fascinating character study right like I think he is he he is a he is a faceless space marine that was created in an era where that was still kind of cool right like it's not like Doom Slayer uh, or like original Doom Marine, Doom Guy, where it's like, oh, okay, it's just a guy that's into killing stuff. Um, it's it's the era after that, right? Where like action movies and you know action vehicles of of whatever medium they they were like starting to get a little wiser. It's like okay, we have to we have to have some grace and some finesse. But at the some end of the mystery. day, it was still kind of like it was still kind of like your Jason Statham style like cool guy with like cool pickup lines but like yeah. they were a little smarter and a little slicker and the production what, value was a little what if higher he was quiet and and mysterious and right and yeah and that, and that was the, and that was the era that halo was first begot right was like mm-hmm. you know early 2000s that kind of stuff and then like action movies um and that whole action genre kind of like migrated again with things like i would say the tipping point is probably something like the born identity right and then mm. like the first craig james bond movie where it's like okay we need to be smarter like we need like we need to be more respectful of the audience they have to they have to they want something a little bit more they want a little bit more uh meat on these these action bones um 
And and so I think like from Halo Four, I think three four three, despite all the problems that they have run into, uh, with what they have done with the Halo license, I think <laughs> they still really care, and they've tried really hard to hit that almost impossible balancing act. Until with Infinite, I feel like they kind of nailed it. But like that balancing act of like we want to give people the Halo that they want, but we also want to put our own stamp on it. And I think like, and there was an interview with the general manager of Three Four Three, and was talking about how she felt with Four we nailed the campaign, but I don't think we did the multiplayer justice. And then in Five, I felt like we did the multiplayer justice while adding our own stuff to it, but the 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 campaign Single. is a mess. It's a mess, and like you have these two warring, you know, Spartan groups, and it doesn't really make any sense. And then there's the whole Cortana rampancy bullshit, and then there's the fact that like Master Chief's squad is comprised com- completely of Spartans that you would only know the names of if you read the book. Like, who the fuck knows who Frederick is or Kelly? Like, mm. and so. They, I think they have been working their asses off over the course of, of having the, the, the Halo license of trying to figure out where they sit. And I think Infinite is the final culmination in that. But I still think that Master Chief in 4, I really liked in the single player, this character study of like, what is a, what is a person that has basically been brainwashed to be like this unstoppable killing machine do? Like, where, what is, where do they ultimately arrive at? What is, what is their ultimate purpose? Right. And then what do they do when things like, you know, Cortana like calls him a monster in that, uh, in that game. And like he, he, because he can't emote because he's always in his fucking space armor. He like kind of just like whips his head around very quickly as, and that's like his like moment of shock of reacting to that. Um, Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of stuff like that in this one where they have kind of this, this Cortana clone, character which i think was in five but again i don't remember um there's some illusion that she was right and but she's very doughy-eyed she's not like she doesn't have cortana cynicism she like was created for a single purpose and is like doesn't understand a lot of what's happening in the world because she's she's a newborn ai right exactly um and so she'll ask something it's like so what happened to the previous version of me and then they just kind of linger the camera on master chief and he's kind of like like you can pick up the the subtle hints of like his kind of his 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 mental state right like this kind of like weight that's bearing down on him and i think it balances really well like they don't they're not heavy-handed with it and they don't try to go too hard with it and i think it balances well with like the classic master chief you know master chief as player avatar stomping across the landscape killing uh killing aliens and like they have things like that's very doom 2016 esque where he gets his, he gets some like zingers in, but I think they just land better. Like one of the first missions you do is you have to escape this covenant, like kind of battle cruiser, uh, ship. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you have to detach, you have to detach, uh, the Pelican that you're using from it. And you're talking to this guy who is basically becomes your foil. He's like the straight man to Master Chief's like, I'm going to go out and wreck shit. And he's like, no, 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 no. Don't do that. We, yeah. we should leave. We should go. Um, <laughs> Why don't we just fly back to Earth? And, right. That's uh, literally, we ever saw what this. That's yeah. literally what he's always saying. And one of the you you get to the you get to like kind of the, the bridge of the ship and there's a bunch of controls and he's like 
okay, just detach us, you know, detach the tractor beam or whatever the fuck it is from the ship and, you know, hit X to detach ship from tractor beam and it doesn't work. And Master Chief's like taking the control, the lever and like pushing it up and down multiple times. And he's like, it's not working. It's like, oh God, what do we do? He's like, I have a plan. It's like, all right, what's, what's the plan? And then he just turns around and there's just kind of like a holographic like screen interface for i assume the ship and he just takes a fist and punches through it very <laughs> doom 2016 style he's like scuttle the ship and then like a big warning blaring like alarms go off and stuff and you have to like run around this giant anti-chamber room and destroy a bunch of like cooling rods that like are keeping the ship together I, um, i've been watching my cousin play and i think i tuned in just in time for this bit i remember yeah. him punching that thing yeah and it, it's really good and i think it it, it finally i think we are in we are in a time where you know things like the MCU and all this other shit where we can we're able to take that balance of like you know good comedy with the serious notes and mm-hmm. i think i think master chief being able to do something having this one liner and whatever in his monotone voice and you know it's master chief's voice is master chief's voice but god you can't really emote with that fucking monotone voice (laughs) yeah but i but i think it does a good enough job in this and i don't know i'm i'm enjoying it so far we'll see if it holds my intention the all the way all the way through but like going from that to going surface side on the halo and it opening up and getting to explore and do stuff it's it's fun i'm enjoying it yeah, that was a lot of yeah. time talking about Halo. So I, you know, we didn't get a chance to talk about the campaign last time because it wasn't out, and now yep. we can. So I am willing to concede some time to Halo. Uh, yeah, but yeah, probably deserves a spot on this list. Uh, here's the thing: we might have a chance to talk more about. Uh, yeah. Well, I think the more the more I've thought on it, and the more I've like played bits of this game over in my head and and seeing other people talk about it um the more i think actually that inscription probably should have been higher on my list maybe even number one and i've gotten you to play it uh you did um i think it was a combination of that and it was number one over at polygon and a bunch of other people have been playing it and talking about it and i was like fine 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 i'll play the fucking card game i'll play the fucking (laughs) scary card game um it's not that scary yeah, it, it, it honestly, like, I was expecting more. Um, I think Pony Island jump scares you a bit. Um, this game never does. It's just it's just eerie, right? It's just, yeah, it's creepy. Something's I mean, wrong. The, yeah. 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 I mean, there's, there's, there's a, there's a uh, sense of the, this, this inscription takes pleasure in the macabre. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Um, there's, there's a dread. Um, you have cards that talk to you and are hinting at bad things happening to them and around them. Yeah. Uh, uh, you have not gotten very far, I don't think. I don't think I have. Okay. You asked me if about takes, the goo, which was funny. I asked you about the goo. Um, um. Because it's, it's very much like, don't use this fucking... Like, this shit does nothing. And I'm like... Because the game wants you so much to experiment with everything, right? And it's... I have to kind of break out of the inscription or the the roguelike mold, right? Because like in a roguelike, you definitely like at least the way I play roguelikes, I try to find stuff early on. It's like, okay, I got a good run. Um, I got good equipment. I'm not going to fuck with this. 
but then it, inscription asks you specifically to fuck with it like yeah. even if it might kill you or do something wrong and there's actually so far not a lot of systems that have like directly led to me losing uh kind of a run like and in maybe my in, experience there never was right it, but it maybe in aggregate they have like maybe if i oh i didn't buy enough furs from the trapper and so when i got to the trader i you know i missed the opportunity of getting these cards and that ultimately screwed me when i got to the boss of that area like stuff like that mm-hmm. right or like i didn't go with the i don't have two duplicate cards so i couldn't use the What's the guy? Mycologist. The, the, mycologist. Like, I was going to be like mushroom scientist man um, or men because there's technically two of them. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, I think like an aggregate, like it's, but it's hard to foresee like those chain of events. Like, you just kind of commit to something and it's like, oh, later on it, it screws you. And even, even in the, in the micro sense, that can happen. Like, the tides can turn so quickly within a single card game. Where it's like, uh, am I going to put this card down? Mm, I don't know. His side of the board is pretty clear. I'm, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait another turn. Yeah. And then, like, he, then the other guy just stacks the deck. And it's like, oh, I just put down three monsters. And you're fucked. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a game where you have to, like, create opportunities quickly. And I I will say, like, my winning strategy um, is is not only built off of, like, cheesing the cards that you get. Because there is a way to to make your own, uh, and and yes. even a way to like modify existing ones. You can attach powers to cards. You can make cards stronger. Um, there's like a gambling system for for making their numbers higher. Uh, there's a there's there's all kinds of ways to to make this game work for you. Uh, even. I, I, I will say, have you unlocked totems yet? Yes. Yes. Okay. So my winning run was I happened to get a totem of undying, which is the one where if, if a card dies, period, it turns up back in your hand, right? Right. Uh, and I happened to get that, and I you start with the squirrel head for your totem, so you can, whatever you have, you can put it on your squirrels. Uh, squirrels with undying is busted as fuck. Uh, cause as soon as you sacrifice them, they go back in your hand and then you can just right. put them back out and yeah. they can, they're, they are an endless supply of walls. Cause as long as the opponent doesn't have flying, then that's your defense. Uh, and they're an endless supply of, of sacrifice fodder. So I could just like fill the, the field within my first turn normally. Um, for that run, I decided, well, if I have this, I should stick to like low cost monsters. So I was largely running anything with like one blood and uh not a lot of bone cards just one bloods and and buffing the hell out of those one bloods and giving them all the powers and i think i ended the game with like a one blood seven four flying god as like one of my one of my heaviest hitters and uh, of course like a bunch of others right a bunch of other stupid bullshit that i could just infinitely chain summon with undying squirrels and it was it was silly how easily i beat that run Hmm. and and it was one of those things where at the very beginning you've probably seen this the stoat tells you like you know he's cheating right he's just coming up with rules on the fly to like keep you here and and it was sort of like a signal at least to me like i have to cheat i have to like come up with some bullshit 
via the card creation, the card manipulation, uh, to to create a scenario where he just can't overpower me. And that's I it feels like the game is absolutely marching you towards that goal and and yeah. like very encouraging of that. Yeah, for me it was um because you you have to find the squirrel totem head in the in the room. Like you, I yeah. mean, you technically start with it every run after you find it, but you have to find it first. Um, and I think the first time I got it, it was uh, squirrels um, count for three blood. So it's kind of similar to your unlimited squirrel thing, but it was just a single squirrel sacrifice gets me three blood instead, and so. And then that run I had also because I got that totem way late. I think I was like in the third area, like the hmm. the the snow line, right? And I had just so happened to pick up, I think from like the rare cards from beating the angular, the angle, the angler. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think someone's been I, developing too much. Yeah, that's true. Um, I had picked up. It's not a Yeti. It's not called a Yeti, but it's basically like... Uriye, something like that. something like that. So, and that costs four blood, and it's like seven, six or something. It's like seven attack, six health. And so, I got that in like my first hand on my next duel, and I was like, awesome. It's like sacrifice a squirrel, sacrifice one other monster that's like low health, summon this thing, and just fucking steamroll the guy. Yeah. I think my my only complaint about inscription is that I feel like I am not figuring out the puzzles on my own. I feel like like so like to get the squirrel head, you have to do this series of he has like these there's like this giant dresser that has a series of four compartments and on the front of the four compartments are just kind of like these sliding the sliding tile puzzle that replicates states of the card game. So you're supposed to interpret that um and they all like they all have icons and numbers and stuff to t- say what what they all do and you're supposed yeah. to slide them all into position uh in such a way and then you like hit this bell icon or bell button which to end your turn you hit the bell on the on the on the table and those and then it runs through its scenario and then it tells you if it did 5 points of damage or whatever. Yeah. And those first um, ones are pretty easy to brute force. I brute forced all of them. Yeah. Um, and I did just give away, but that puzzle comes up later and they get much harder. Uh, uh, so I will so have to figure it you, out. You might have to be more familiar with the rules by that point. We'll see. Um, well, the thing is, I am familiar with the rules, but for some reason, my brain can't intuit how it works in that sliding tile thing. And maybe I just, ha- I just haven't sat down and really like thought about it but mm-hmm. i don't know for some reason it's because i guess i'm just kind of confused of like at, you know how it's replicating game state in terms of like okay do i take a turn then they take a turn and then like it just keeps going to that loop until it like like if if i set up the tiles and then it like ran through a little example like it automated in such a way that i could see what it was doing instead of just like counting up the damage total, I'd be able to like better understand it, but there's not enough of a visual aid there for me to understand it. Mm. Um, or like the clock, there's like a cuckoo clock and I just started f- fucking with it. I just started spinning it and then the cuckoo came <laughs> out and it was like, here's a little ring and I was like, cool. And then I have no idea where it went 
or like if it's somewhere in the room or what it's supposed to do it it oh. comes up uh okay. i i think yeah um the cuckoo clock is a puzzle that has a couple different solutions and how you figure out like what time to turn it to comes from a few different sources Got and it. the ring is one of the rewards and again it's it like it comes up later okay. um yeah so my worry is this turning into another out of wilds for me where it's just oh i just didn't figure it out or like i want i want the game to be like i want that level of being able to figure it out on my own while also uh you know it, it being handholdy enough for me to be able to get where it's going and i think ultimately like because i'm trying to think of like puzzle games i really grok with right and i think like mm-hmm. for me it's it's like oberdin and like the swapper i think are like the only two that come to mind that are you know more complex than something like a you know sliding block puzzle in like a Zelda top down Zelda or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Or like Pokemon. Um something that vibes is like a lateral thinking puzzle. Yeah. yeah. Um and I think I don't know. I don't want to be shitty to the dev, but I feel like I feel like a lot of people enter that realm of puzzle design that aren't very good at it. <laughs> or like <laughs> don't know how to give the proper handholds to like like I think, I don't know. And like with puzzle games, you have to play test them, play test them, play test them. So maybe I'm just a dumb, dumb baby, and I'm super in the minority of like not being able to figure stuff out. But anyways, that's my worry that I just I I I want to see like because I know this game gets fucking bonkers, and I want to be able to see that and not be mm-hmm. like, well, I'm stuck here, you know, another outer wilds or another twelve minutes or another the witness. <laughs> um, and it's like, oh, I guess the game just didn't want me to get any further (laughs) don't feel bad if you couldn't beat the witness okay like no sane human being can i Uh, wanted to see the j blow piss jar (laughs) uh but yeah i mean it sounds like you're doing okay i was gonna ask do you have the dagger yet no i keep clicking on it okay (laughs) and and on the pedestal i'm like this does something give it to me I forget how exactly you get that, but that is a pretty key turning point. Okay, I'm going to stop talking now. But yes, uh, Inscription is very, very good and I think should stay there. All right. Well, it's on the list. Um, I'll let you know in a month or so if I've gone 180 on it. Like This is a terrible game. <laughs> can't believe we put this on here. Um, all right. My turn? Sure. My turn? Sure. I want to put Paper Mario and the Origami King on the keep list. Well, Dylan, that was your favorite game this year. It was. I think that earns it. Uh, I think that earns it a spot. I don't have much Hooray! else to say. I haven't played it yet. Still, it's so good. <laughs> it's just so good. And I mean, and again, I said it before. Most of the laurels rest on the fact that the dialogue is just so good. I mean, it's a fun. Yeah. It's a fun RPG. I like the battle system. It never. It never feels like it overstays its welcome. It's. It's. It's just so snappy. Um. And yeah, it's. It's. And it's again. I have. Uh, I think. 
I think Ryan Davis over at Giant Bomb used to call this uh, Mario Kart Alpha Theory, where your first Mario Kart you ever played is your favorite by default. Ah. and I feel like that applies to a lot of Nintendo games because first Zelda I ever played, Twilight Princess, favorite Zelda, and you know <laughs> this this is my first Mario, uh, this is my first Paper Mario, and pretty sure this is my. I mean, I would probably enjoy the other ones if I went back. Well, maybe I've heard mixed things about the last two or so. Sure. Um, but it's 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 good. It's fun. It's funny. It's it's just enjoyable it's like i mean even when i was a kid and i never got to play paper mario like reading about paper mario and having just that kind of kind of blue sky idea that like imagine like a running wild imagination about like what would it be like if the mushroom kingdom were more of a place that you could like walk around and explore and interact with people like that's super cool and i wish the 3d mainline mario games took more advantage of that but yeah you know at least you have all these RPGs. Yeah. Man. Good old Paper Mario. He's like Mario, but made of paper. Oh, my God. I never thought about it that way. Hey, did you know that's where the name comes from? Uh, oh. To that effect, uh, before I was starting to feel like Inscription should be my top, uh, Resident Evil Village was my top. That's true. And I think uh, it still is um, up there. Um uh-huh. If Inscription hasn't beaten it, best game I've played this year. Um, I've I've got a write up about it now on Ward Games website. Ward-Games.com. So Check it out. It's you can read cool that. Website. You can read what I thought about all of these, and I think uh, what I said about um, uh, uh, Resident Evil Village is the most important thing here. Like it is a game that fought tooth and nail to be here it's it's a game that is is so effortlessly played you know Mm. a a game that's like wants so desperately to be finished and i i that rings true throughout it and and that's the kind of game that you want to see on a top 10 list well alex because it's your favorite game of this year we have to put it in the cut pile. <laughs> oh, that, that's why we do it here, huh? Yeah, that explains I, I mean, the monster hunters. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I a lot of people really like this game. I'm. I think I am almost sold on it being on the list. I don't know if I'm a hundred percent sold on it being on the list. Can we well, come back? Can we come back to it? All right, let me let me put it to you this way. What do you think could even try and take its place? Um, let me tell you about Knockout City. <laughs> Knockout City. <laughs> a great now, wait, game. wait, 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 just a minute here. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. <laughs> um uh I mean, if I'm being honest, of your games, I mean, I think before your eyes is probably the game if i weren't so afraid of being emotionally destroyed by it uh it's i think i think that's the most interesting game and i and my timeline you know the uh whatever the the frequency bias uh, whatever it's called the the like you hear about it and then you see it everywhere thing like 
my timeline has started to light up about people talking about before your eyes um really yeah just like a lot of outlets um especially like ones that focus more on india like and i think maybe slates or the guardian like you know those the ones that like aren't as mainstream uh, i think the new yorker put out and they're like games of the year and it was very much a new yorker article and then it was just like very artsy indie stuff and i think they had it yeah i mean i think the combination of the story it's telling and the way it's telling it through the the blink feature i think is a fascinating thing like it's one of those things like it doesn't feel i mean i know in your write-up you refer to as gimmicky i think but i mean it's it's it feels gimmicky with a purpose yeah and it feels it takes advantage of a peripheral that most people have especially in covid times now because of all the teleworking um you know it could also be a ps2 game because they had the iToy or 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 connect you know it could be connect game yeah but i i just think i just think it's super cool like i i'm much more interested in games that take advantage of pre-existing interfaces and technology than ones and be like and then you gotta get this headset or let me tell you about these amazing motion controls or like let me tell you about augmented reality it's well, like let me tell you about line wobbler yeah yeah, yeah. line wobbler <laughs> the game i see at so many events yet never play yeah um i i, I <laughs> um pretty sure he's been on the show before uh moment recently brought up like wait a minute didn't i like win the auction to buy my own line wobbler like i think so a few months or like a month or two before covid started which probably explains why he hasn't gotten it yet but he was just like suddenly like hey wait a second i need to get a hold of that guy and find out where my line wobbler is <laughs> yeah i love robin robin seems a little spacey perhaps i think i'm gonna cut that maybe it's a little rude to say um i but yeah, I would love to like if if I were to rank your games on your side, I would I would want to see before your eyes on the list before I saw Resident Evil Village. Well, again, the the, the point I'm coming to here is uh, which of the games on the to cut would take Resident Evil Resident Evil's place. Oh 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 oh! Let me tell you about Knockout City. I, I, I you see you keep mentioning that one, and I don't think it has a chance in hell. Okay, let me tell you about <laughs> Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. Oops, accidentally. Oops. <laughs> um. All right, so so let's talk about Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. Is is it yeah. a completely new game? Don't do this shit. You do this shit all the time. I hate this shit. <laughs> Who gives a shit that it's attached to a pre-existing game? <laughs> I, I'm is just Resident saying, is, Village, it, is, is it a proof a of concept or is it a fully realized, like, you know... Well, you uh, can fucking uh, buy it, so yeah, it's a fully realized game. <laughs> you said yourself it was more of a proof of concept is all. Yes, but, like, in the same way that, like, Assassin's Creed 1 was a proof of concept. Like, sometimes, like, there's... You could see the potential in things without and Assassin's it. Creed 1 was a bad game. No, it wasn't so a bad there, game. there we go. I think we found our answer. <laughs> <laughs> i okay, think assassin's creed one was really rough yeah sure sure okay I mean, I won't, all right like, as I long mean, as... like if you hate repetition and doing the same three missions over and over but the like, world the world building is so good i i'm sure it has really good world building i have heard i i i've known like two assassin's creed fans in my life 
and and both of them are like you don't need to play one just start with two <laughs> like i don't know if you don't play one you kind of i don't know i like one i think i think third crusade era uh holy land is is a is a real cool place to explore um yeah i'm not gonna sit here and argue it's it's a knockout but sure i um, i have played three hours of assassin's creed 2 it was fine uh fun. i played that some title card something else though <laughs> man <laughs> Uh, I played a little bit of like the na- the the Colonial America one and um, a decent amount of the pirate one and and the pirate one's pretty good but that's that's sort of like I I never have finished an Assassin's Creed I've never felt compelled to sure uh, Resident Evil Village man that game is just you have to you have to finish it it's 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 such a page turner it's such a such a perfect loop. Okay. Mastery of flow state. How about I make a different argument here? Okay. All right. What if we keep Resident Evil Village? Mm hmm. And we keep Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. And we cut Cruelty Squad. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah. Okay. I, you know, I am, I am also fine with that. I was surprised Cruelty Squad wasn't the first thing you went for, considering your, your your physical reaction to it, um, yeah. Um, <laughs> but I liked it in spirit. Is the thing. We, yeah, we yeah, had I, I, we had to get Monster Hunter out of there though. It's the thing. <laughs> Until it's like, I'm not having it. <laughs> there's there's lower hanging fruit. I mean, I got to make a, a Monster Hunter Rise write up this year, so that's a that's a win in my book. A Monster Hunter um, write up, right? Rise up. Yeah, that's it. Um. Yeah, I, I, I feel like Cruelty Squad is is a fine choice to just like, man, what a game. Don't need to say much else, though. <laughs> uh, yep, that's a game. It sure is a game. I, I, yeah, I was thinking about how you like were gagging at the sight of various things from that game. It's gross. He had a bunch <laughs> of holes in his feet and there was green stuff. It was like boogers flying out of his feet. <laughs> It's the best. It's the best thing. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. The Grappendix, Dylan. Hmm. No, thank no, you. I'm, no better I'm use full. for your appendix. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, so Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. What are we thinking about? Uh, now, here's the thing. I think Monster Hunter Rise is better than Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. I'm sorry. Fury. I don't see Monster Hunter Rise anywhere on this list. I, I, uh, that's because you just deleted it right in front of me. I am watching your stream. I, I don't know why you thought you could slip that. Hey, if I delete it letter by letter, can you see that? Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, you're still just doing slowly it. You're not, delete. you're not stopping despite nope. the fact that I am witnessing the crime. Yeah. I, I, Dylan, your hands are currently around my child's neck and I'm asking <laughs> you to stop and you're like, stop it's, what? <laughs> look, it's a victimless crime. <laughs> wow wow so many nerds that you're upsetting right now yeah well you know like like think of how many people are fans of bowser's fury and how many people are fans of monster hunter rise and and just like the wars that we are starting and and how one-sided it is in monster hunter's favor <laughs> I, yeah. we're monster hunter fans there are dozens of us <laughs> i mean there are. There's still Monster Hunter World lobbies. My wife is still playing that one with friends to this day. Interesting. So 
it's a you know it's a series people like it it makes a lot of money hmm. capcom hmm. keeps asking for more keeps keeps making more hmm. i think i think you don't give it enough credit hmm. what if i read this list to you okay death loop halo infinite inscription Paper Mario the Origami King, Adios, Before Your Eyes, Metroid Dread, New Pokemon Snap, Resident Evil Village, Super Mario 3D World, plus Bowser's Fury. How's that sound to you? Does that sound like a winning list? All right. Uh-huh. Here's what I'm going to float. Okay. Uh, Hang on. Let me, let me count something real quick. Got 10 here. It is 10. It is 10, but it is uh, 1, 2, 3... All right, so it's 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 about it's about even. I feel nothing for for Bowser's Fury or Pokemon Snap. What I I I am I've played a little bit of Snap and I've played none of Bowser's Fury, but it kind of looked like um I, I wanted like a fuller game of that before I would dive my feet in. Maybe I will someday. I don't know. Um, I think. Either one of those, I would trade for a a Guilty Gear Strive, hmm. or maybe something that we both like from this from this to like, cut list, like Knockout City. <laughs> Probably not Knockout City. <laughs> Man, I mean, um, honestly, looking over at this side over here, there's nothing I would be willing of of what we've both played. There's nothing I'd be willing to trade. Maybe either Knockout City or Hitman Three. Maybe. Um, if there's anything that I would rather fight for, haha, uh, Guilty Gear Strive. Um, okay. I I just I I still feel like that's worth a spot, but I don't know. Maybe we've we've reached a a point where. We can go no further without, I guess, we're, we're, we're like the uh, the unstoppable force meets a movable object right now. Sure. And and this is not a list that we can easily change. Yeah, let me <laughs> see. Like you said, you counted. I'm just going to. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, so it looks like I have an additional one. We have one shared. You have four that were from your list. I have five from my yeah. list. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Well, here's so the thing. Is... Well, wait a sec. Because if I give you, if I take one of mine off and put one of yours on, then it's it's also imbalanced. It's imbalanced in your favor. True balance might not be possible here. Oh no. <laughs> the truce might not be reachable um the famous big ups truce uh <laughs> everyone knows the 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 world famous big ups mm-hmm. end of year truce you know mm-hmm. where we come together and and make sure that this is the best list possible uh-huh yeah uh, always yep. done that mm-hmm. uh man all right, what are you not feeling? What 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 on this list are you feeling? It, it's a, it's a fine list. Okay. I think if I had a, if I had the the thing I feel the least about is probably 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. Okay. Um 
and and the thing I feel strong strongest about on the cut list is Guilty Gear Strive, which you feel mm. nothing for either. I am yes. So it's like, what do we do? You know, do do? I, I you've already shoehorned your your Super Mario 3D World through <laughs> like some weird uh, uh, exchange process that I can't undo. Yeah, and and I've and honestly now already like, already forgotten how we got here in the first place. But yeah. we have we <laughs> you, did you've arrive. Like, you've just decided that it is on the to keep list without really you know throwing it down any more QA processes. <laughs> um, we we've reached a Halo Infinite multiplayer progression scenario, right? Yeah. <laughs> Unshippable uh, Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. <laughs> uh so yeah unless unless they like shared a podium which i don't think is the thing we allow uh this is god if only one of us won that smash prediction pool bet this could have been easily solved this could have man all right well hmm do you have the old Smash prediction pool bets, the ones before the Fighters Pass 2? Uh, yeah, I won. Well, <laughs> what if we use that for Fighters Pass 2 and see if one of us has more points? Oh, what? You want me to recalculate? Oh. Just, oh. just take that, just take that old, old pool, old betting okay. list that we had. Okay. See how it fares against the second fighter's pass. Okay. All right. Well, wait. Hold on. Let's let's let's. If we're gonna do this, let's do it right. Okay. Or okay. am I? Are we using the uh um odds from the first or the second round? I think it would probably be fairest if we use the odds from the second round. Yeah. At that okay. point, they're weighted for the second pass. Yeah, but let's. But since our our predictions for the fighters past two went nowhere, okay. Let's let's try and see what happens if we apply those odds to the predictions for the first pass. Okay. See if one of us can walk away with something here. Are you, are are you, you seeing you win, my, You'll my... keep your precious Bowser's Fury. Hey, are you <laughs> seeing my Google Drive right now? I I, I am. Okay. Uh, Smash prediction pool. All right, that's the first one, I believe. I believe this is round two bets. Um, Smash prediction pool. All right, these are. Those the, are like your weights, right? Yeah, these are the characters and the other weightings. Uh, these are the ranks from the first one. Odds. Uh, Bet's placed. All right, let me Bet's make a. Bet's placed. Let's 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 make a brand new one. Uh, big ups, twenty twenty one. Uh, tiebreaker. Yeah, tiebreaker. <laughs> oh, this is exciting. Yeah, a, a wrinkle has emerged. This is on my face because this... I'm so stressed out. <laughs> I I think this uh this creates an interesting opportunity. Just you trying to get your grubby mitts. I I, I am um, more or less thinking of how this creates a an interesting like uh how do I put this? A a, a culmination. Uh-huh. 
uh, a, a callback or something. That that's sure, probably sure. more of what it is. Yeah. Sure. Uh, All right. Um, All right. Let me uh, eliminate these odds because these are no longer valid. Potential return as well. Oh yeah. Um, I'm realizing something that I am dreading actually. <laughs> I have I have another I have another question about this. Okay. Uh that we'll have to have to settle, but let me let me get this figured out first. All right. Third party IP, third party IP. Uh, Holy shit, fighting game character was 17 to 1. Uh yeah, cuz there's already 17. Um All right. My my prediction is you've already won. <laughs> <laughs> Was it, is it the, the fact that I had Minecraft Steve here also? Cause here's the uh, question. Are we doing the entirety of the, uh, fighter pass two or just the characters after we made the predictions? Cause Steve and Min Min were already out and I think maybe another one. Well, so this was for our first one. Yeah. The, these predictions are for our first, but if we're using these in lieu of the bets for round two, Round two, we didn't do until after Steve and Min Min were already out. Right. That's so, what I'm asking. I mean, these were not, right? But I okay. feel like they should still count because they were predictions. They were just okay. a bit too early. Sure, that, sure, that, sure. That's sure. my thinking behind it. Okay. All right. Uh, Capcom. And I am almost certain you've already kicked my ass <laughs> like this is this is looking pretty weighted towards you which is wow <laughs> yeah it's why i so desperately wanted to do a second round of these because like oh yeah i was like I, i'm i'm a fucking i'm a fucking soothsayer i know what's what's gonna happen and then the second <laughs> one happened i was like man i ain't no shit uh Okay. We both had Monster Hunter. Yes. Where was where was he? He's here. So Monster Hunter. We both had Minecraft Steve. And I okay, remember so, so my Steve quote doesn't have Steve doesn't have uh, an odd because Steve was already out for this one. So am I pulling the odds from the first one? I guess you gotta. Well, it's eight to eight, one eight, there. Eight to one seems fine. I think it was, it was, yeah, like not a shoe in, but, but close. Uh, Wonder Red. Was a probably not, I think. Oops. Oops. Oh, it's because I didn't. How do I post just the value? There it is. Um, Doom Guy. <laughs> Arl Naja. Oh, Arl. The rumor that never panned out, even slightly. Quote. And if I recall, uh, my bet with quote 
was that you would have to admit that Monster Hunter is a good franchise in perpetuity. Yeah, well, good thing that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. I guess. I'm glad um, it didn't happen because I wouldn't want you to so constantly betray your character, Dylan. <laughs> the heel turn. <laughs> um, and I don't really have anything for indie IP. I'm just going to put for indie IP and Steve, I'm going to put 73 to 1 since that's the that's if nothing pre-existed because there were 73 characters at well, the time of this. Well, mon frere, uh, how'd I do? I think, like I said, um, I think you thoroughly kicked my ass. Uh, I did oh. not. <laughs> I typed in Fighter Pass 3 into Google, which is not a thing. Yeah, I didn't remember just how this went, but um, that's that's like almost all you, baby. Um, yeah. Fight, right, two look. fighting game characters, a Minecraft Steve and which is also a microsoft ip also a general indie ip um or is it at this point i, don't I know. mean it, uh, whatever you prefer i don't really care either which way right uh you could argue oh, that wait. sephiroth is sony but that's i i don't know but do i need to at that point do you need to exactly i think i only have minecraft steve and, uh, well, I have some Nintendo IPs, but that was a given and not much return there. Um, might have had a fighting shot if I put fighting game character, but alas. Oh, man. Yeah, so let's, let me let me, let me me run through maybe, this Maybe if quick. I put Square Enix character. <laughs> yeah. That um, probably would have been good odds, actually. So for the for our first round of bets, uh, I had on my side uh, Leon S. Kennedy with odds of 76 to 1, Capcom with odds of 36 to 1, Sony IP odds of 73 to 1, Microsoft IP 36 to 1, General Indie IP 73 to 1, Monster Hunter, The Monster Hunter uh, 73 As to 1. As a character, not the yeah. franchise, but yeah, a fighter. General Third Party IP 5 to 1, Minecraft Steve 73 to 1, a fighting game character 17 to 1. Um, and then you had Monster Hunter 73 to 1, Wonder Red 81 to 1, Minecraft Steve 73 to 1, Doom Guy 103 to 1, Arl Naja 92 to 1, FPS character 6 to 1, Sony IP 73 to 1, Nintendo IP 1 to 5, third party IP 5 to 1, quote 115 to 1. Um, and the Fighter Pass 2 characters were Min Min, Minecraft Steve, Sephiroth, Pyra and Mithra, Kazuya, and Sora. So, right. yeah, like you said, I had two fighting game characters with Min Min and Kazuya. I had Minecraft Steve. Which is it, at least Minecraft Steve, but also probably either Microsoft or a general indie IP or both. Uh-huh. Um, Kazuya and Sora and Sephiroth are all third party. Uh, though we both had that, so... I think we also had Nintendo IP. No, you didn't, but still, that doesn't afford me much. Yeah, um, That's like 15 points compared to, I think, what you have gotten at this point, which is hundreds. Well, it's <laughs> not 15 points because it's 1 to 5, not 5 to 1, which means you get point two points for every one point. Oh. You bet. 
So, so I you got point six. You got you got <laughs> plus yeah. my Minecraft Steve prediction. Wow, I I you know to be honest, I didn't remember what this list was. Um, I did not realize uh, that you had so thoroughly. <laughs> Yeah, this, I, I, this this sure as hell predicted the second pass better than the first one. I think I felt pretty good about this this one. Um, I also remember predicting Banjo Kazooie uh, when we were talking about Smash characters. Um, so yeah, hmm. I don't know. Wish I had this level of uh, foresight when it came to the second round when we were placing those bets. But live and let live. What I'm hearing though, Alex, is that. Super our our long World. segue has yielded results yes. for you. Su- Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury has earned its spot. Congratulations, Bowser's Fury. He's furious about it. I, If I were him, I would be. Because <laughs> <laughs> he knows that Guilty Gear is the better game. Wow. Uh, wow, wow, wow. <laughs> Wowie, wow, wow. I mean, to be fair, you kind of... That 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 was all on you. That was you, you, yeah. You I, I you know I thought it would be a thrilling conclusion to our Smash betting saga. That's true. Um, I don't think it disappointed. Well, it maybe it did, but uh, uh, the suspense, the 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 hype, everything the surrounding intrigue. this, it, it is it has yielded results. Dylan, what's our Alex? List? Our list of the 10 best games played of 2021 is Deathloop, Halo Infinite, Inscription, Paper Mario, The Origami King, Adios, Before Your Eyes, Metroid Dread, New Pokemon Snap, Resident Evil Village, and Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. That's the games. I think that's a good list. That's the big ups. That's the big ups. Uh, do you still want to do some superlatives? Ooh. All right. I have a question. Yes. Where do these go since our write-ups already have little little blurbs? <laughs> I was thinking that maybe we just do a very short one with like a couple of lines under each one and just talking I, I, specifically about the superlatives. Okay. I will I will say I remember these in the past always taking forever, but I will give it my all. Um man. Uh well I'm I'm going to put one down already. Okay. Snappiest dialogue for Paper Mario Origami King. Nice. Um Ooh. For Deathloop, I kind of want to say most aggressive, but then again, I, I want something that reflects like the violence and and the fun and and how it it sort of builds up that momentum, right? Um, like greatest acceleration. I I mean I think best momentum. Works. Oh, best momentum's good. Yeah. Mom- uh, momentum, momentum. Hmm. Does it look like I spelled it right? Oh, Halo Infinite, um, best return to form. Hmm. 
I think it's the most Halo-y Halo that's ever Halo to Halo in these past hmm. couple of Halos. Yeah, all right. Uh, <laughs> I have a fun one for inscription. Okay. Uh, thinnest walls. <laughs> okay. Can I uh, explain? It, it's It's more to do with how that game kind of... I uh, uh, messes with the fourth wall and and the definition of video game in a way that I again this is so hard to to not spoil but um, I it also to me started from like imagining a card right uh so just like it shares a motif with that but that that that's where that comes from I get it um that might be a little too opaque. Maybe. Um, Maybe. I mean, you could do something like best surprises. Hmm. If that communicates what you're trying to get at. It almost, but that feels too bland. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. So what's the what's the what's the what's the middle ground here? Right. What's the average between thinnest walls and best surprises? We can come back to it if you have other ideas. Okay. Um, I did. Uh, let me get the right verbiage here because. Looking at our best games played, landing page too fine. Uh, oh, I guess we never used this before. I thought we did. I was thinking for uh, Super Mario, blah blah blah, Bowser's Fury, uh, either best experiment. Or most hmm. experimental. Most experimental might not work because I mean you have before your eyes right there. Yeah, and, and it's not that experimental. It's still okay. a Mario game. What? <laughs> 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 um. All right. Well, mm. I, you know he jumps and he hits things with his head and he gets power ups and he collects coins. Okay. Well then. Odyssey had more than this one does, so I feel like <laughs> it's not that much of an experiment at all. That's all right, me all being right. you're, a, you're, a little you're, harsh on it, but anyway. Your complaints have been logged. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I'm also interested... I'm dealing with an issue where Resident Evil Village, um, all of those superlatives are sounding the exact same as Deathloop. So I... I'm unsure what to do there. Um, how, how about, how about, how about we give this best momentum? Yeah, I think that works. You have best momentum to Resident Evil Village. Did you have something in mind for Deathloop? Mm, funnest ride, maybe? That's pretty good. Because it does, it, like in a lot of ways, it does almost feel like just a roller coaster. Just yeah, like it has that yeah. it has that excitement to it. I think uh, I think that's a good point. Yeah, I would say funnest ride. Okay. Hmm. 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 Oh, Metroid Dread. What are you what are you what are you thinking about? You think about that? Uh, I am thinking. I'm still thinking. Still thinking. 
folks, uh, he's still thinking. Man, this is maybe. I I I feel like this is almost too much to give it, but this is what's like sticking to me as like greatest realization because Metroid Dread to me is about finally giving Samus the uh, the the scale and the and the style that she deserves. How about um, mo- most realized to make it a little less verbose? That's pretty good. Yeah, I'd say that's that's a good one. Um, it, it's a it's it's a finally we get to see Samus at her best, you know, at her snappiest. Um, man, we didn't get to talk about Metroid Dread at all during this. Um, I, f- I felt like you the gave n- it number due. of these we kind of just skipped talking about because they just automatically got scooted onto the list. Uh, well, that and I feel <laughs> like I mean, did we really have anything additional to talk about like these games that were mostly story driven? True. Like if, I felt like we spoke. Like there was no. There's no multiplayer patch for them. There was no <laughs> ongoing uh, battle pass saga with Adios. Exactly. Um, yeah, where is the Adios battle pass, Doc? Um, Get on it. <laughs> I want to unlock new skins for the horse. Uh, or no skins. Take the skin off. Make it scarier. Skinless um, horse. Wouldn't the ending be better if like, the shotgun was a reference to Doom? You know? Really, really bring in the Ready Player One vibes that we've been gunning for in all of our work. Better before your eyes is probably a a um 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 a ooh like a like a something about genuineness, uh, something about experimental. Um, Freshest experiment, maybe, or or like, ooh. All right, I've transcribed everything you just said, so I have probably a um 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 o oh, like a genuineness <laughs> experimental freshest o. Oh. That's that's good. Let's leave that. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's a, <laughs> that should be the episode title. <laughs> Um, I feel like if we're talking about genuineness, I feel like Adios is almost most genuine. That's probably true, actually. When you say it out loud, that 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 rings uh, correct. Oh, for your eyes. Um, freshest try- emotions. Freshest emotion. Um, most unique. Uh, I want to talk about <laughs> boring descriptors. I feel like unique is always like the death yeah. knell of a of a good descriptor. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I like I, <laughs> I like freshest freshest something. Yeah, because um, um, you want to capture the 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 camera, the webcam component. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ooh, fre- freshest reaction. Mm. Hmm. I didn't like it as much when I said it out loud. Freshest, strongest emotion. Hmm. Strongest emotions, plural. But your thing about leaving fresh in there is still ringing true to me. 
Uh, let's yeah, go back to just, that one. It's just hard to pair fresh with something that doesn't make it sound like you're writing grocery store copy. Yeah, the freshest fruit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, Pokemon Snap. Uh, hmm. I think it's funny because most realized could also apply to this. Uh, it's true. Uh, brightest transition. I kind of like the use of the word brightest. Brightest. No. Uh, Brightest. Brightest. What is is it about Pokemon Snap that I like so much? It's, 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 it's charming. It's, it's, it's happy go lucky. It's got Pokemon and kind of a fully 3D realized form. Um, how about brightest adventure? Brightest. Trip. <laughs> Uh, uh, I kind of like Brightest Adventure. Um, it is really happy, and it is really, like, almost overbearingly so. It's, yeah. It's, it's just we use adventure so much for these. Do we? I guess that's yeah. true. Grandest Adventure, Grandest Adventure. Um, I think for inscription, by the way, I would do most layers. Like an onion. Yeah, like an ogre. How about most layered? That's good. What about parfait? Everyone loves parfaits. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's like that. Let's see. And I am currently thinking about before your eyes. Thinking about... How about wildest experiment? I was going to say freshest interaction. For before your eyes? Yeah. Interaction. How about interactions plural? Yeah, that's good. I was going to say wildest experiment for Mario, for Bowser's Fury. I still don't feel like that fits personally. I like the idea of wild. Like I like the idea of it's like, oh, it's kind of out there. Yeah. Yeah, that that's not bad because it is out there. It just to me like Odyssey's a better experiment for Mario. Sure. Hmm. Um you, well, you're going to be eating your hat when Odyssey 2 takes all the lessons learned from Bowser's Fury. I'd be like, "Hey, that was a really great beta." God, sure I'm glad I tried the full thing first. Um uh, <laughs> It's uh, uh wildest Wildest ideas or idea. No, I like ideas, plural. Okay. It's got more than one. Yeah. Okay. Go with it. All right. So that's all of them except for Pokemon Snap. Pokemon Snap. 
What's up with you? You're really bright and cute and full of Pokemon and cameras. Two. <laughs> it's got a professor that looks like me. Most most uh, likeness stolen. Um, <laughs> Best identity theft. Yeah. <laughs> uh, greatest N64 reboot. <laughs> Uh, longest wait <laughs> Ooh. Since, since a sequel. <laughs> Are you actually thinking about that one? <laughs> there's some. There's some. There's something there. Yeah, that's not bad. How um, about brightest return? Ooh, that's not bad. Yeah, I. I. You know what? Brightest return. It's probably because because while Metroid Dread certainly the most realized version of that that we ever got, um, Pokemon Snap feels more like yeah. Um. Like a, a Pokemon snaps back, you know, not like, oh, Pokemon snaps back. <laughs> Pokemon snap 2022. Oh, I hate that's a yearly release. This, this is an attempt to describe a very hard difference between these two. That is like, I, I, what I'm saying is like the difference between them is very hard to describe. And it's, it's like, you know, Pokemon snap wasn't a, a, the most requested thing but it was welcome nonetheless. It didn't have like a story that needed concluding. It didn't have, you know, necessarily like the biggest fan base. And it like, it's a spinoff to a main thing. Right. Um, whereas Metroid has been getting like nothing but spinoffs. And now we finally have a new mainline title. That is, I mean, that is, according to number one, Metroid fan, Alex Damrath Federation force is worth your time. Did I say that? Something to that effect. Okay. Well, I probably did say it's worth your time. I wouldn't have said it's a mainline Metroid game. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. Uh, Prime Hunters, I, though. Oh, That's a good Metroid. Uh, it, <laughs> Dylan. Alex. I think, I think we've reached a conclusion. <laughs> I think you might be right. Let's run down this list with their superlatives. Uh, we have Deathloop. Uh, with Wildest Ride, Halo Infinite, Best Return to Form, Inscription, Most Layered, Paper Mario, Snappiest Dialogue, Adios, Most Genuine, Before Your Eyes, with Freshest Interactions, Metroid Dread, Most Realized, New Pokemon Snap, Brightest Return, Resident Evil Village, Best Momentum, and Super Mario 3D World, plus Bowser's Fury, Wildest Ideas. That's it. That's the list. It's a good list. Bag them and tag them. You know? Good year. Good year. Not the best year, but good year. Good year. Buy tires. Good year. (laughs) This podcast sponsored by Goodyear Tires. Yes, fly that blimp, Goodyear. Um, I have been contracted personally to go find the Michelin Man and kill him. <laughs> uh, if you have any information on his whereabouts, please send them to me. I think he's always hiding out in Michelin starred restaurants, so I think you just need to <laughs> look around. Shit, I don't have that kind of money. <laughs> you don't have to eat there. Just you know, hang around. Well, th- that's just it. You know, like. <laughs> You don't have to eat there to know that you don't belong there. 
for them just, to know that you don't belong there. Just, just, just chat at the maitre d. <laughs> slip, a, slip a hundred. Yeah, It'll be It'll cheaper than eating there. <laughs> All right, uh, Alex. Uh, where can people find you and hear about your Michelin star reviews? Well, you can send me tips about the Michelin band's whereabouts at ghodan underscore on Twitter. That's Godan with an underscore and uh seriously if you know anything like i yeah I, goodyear has me like by the throat here i <laughs> they have my wife <laughs> i i can't <laughs> please anything it is be a big help thanks any news any news would help um and you can find me at dylan vento and if you like this podcast you want to listen to any of our other podcasts you can find them at word-games.com or on twitter at word video games or Wherever you might listen to a podcast, just search Wordcast. You can find this podcast plus our other podcast, Attract Mode, where we watch terrible video game movies, which are just other, which is which are just all video game movies. I don't really need to put the so qualifier. So far, in front basically of it. all of them. Pretty much. There's there's a there's a there's a fun time to have here and there. Yeah. I, I um, was on the most recent one. You were talking. We about- talked about that new Resident Evil. Yeah, it's not great. as good as the game. No, <laughs> I mean that's reason alone uh, for Resident Evil Village not to be on this list due to there its association. That, that, was, that should have been my argument. <laughs> well, have you seen the movies, Dylan? Because this is way better. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I was saying that's why it shouldn't be on the list because of its close approximation to those movies. Oh well, that feels biased. Frankly, <laughs> I thought you said yeah. you'd leave your other podcast at the door here. Hmm, I make no such promises. All right. Well, that's uh that's twenty twenty one, Alex. Uh we're gonna go back to hibernation mode with the podcast. Yep. Yep. Um gonna go to sleep until twenty twenty two. Mm-hmm. And then be I'm gonna wake up and I'm like, nope, don't feel like doing a podcast today, and then go back to sleep. Yep. And uh then maybe someday I, I can afford a PS five. <laughs> maybe there will be ps5s to buy yeah please get alex uh news about the whereabouts of michelin man and also ps5 yeah thank you all right bye bye <laughs>